Welcome to the Cap City Offers Podcast. This is episode 85. You've got Chris and Brian, and today we're going to talk about gassing it up and burning it down. Yeah, get you some. <laughs> uh, we did a recent pistol-focused um, training that was devoted to doing malfunction uh, clearance, keeping the guns running, um, with a little bit of a twist. Yeah, uh, so, um, you know, learning to do tasks... Um, I, I, won't, I won't call it task saturation because there was really only three things going on. Yeah. Um, you know, getting your heart rate up, getting the gun working, and then shooting a target. And it, and it seemed like everybody was capable. It wasn't a task saturation conversation, but it was definitely a where's your heart rate Yes. in the middle of this. So I will let you explain. Uh, so for we – did, we did this. So um, each shooter had 20 repetitions um, of this exercise. Um, every minute on the minute, so what we call an EMOM workout, uh, the shooter was engaged in physical activity, um, primarily around kettlebells. Yeah, for so approximately thirty seconds. Yep, and it could be it, we we let we made a dealer's choice, let the shooter choose whatever, because you know not everybody's got the same capabilities, not everybody has the same injuries, etc., that kind of thing. So we left it open to uh, thirty-five pound, forty-four pound, or fifty-three pound kettlebells. Um, looking at swings, if you want to grab a 53 and do 16 swings, that's about 30 seconds worth of work, which was kind of the goal was that half of every minute was work. The other half was solving the problem with the gun, shooting the targets and catching your breath, hopefully all at the same time. Yeah. Um, and so some guys chose to do swings. Some guys chose to eschew the kettlebell completely due to wrist injuries or whatever, arm injuries, and just did air squats, uh, pushups, etc. whatever the case may have been. Um, you know, but if you were doing the bells, then swings, snatches, hand to hand, slingshots, whatever you wanted to do. Um, and if you weren't, then do whatever. Uh, we had one of the guys chose to do some like, uh, 25 meter sprint out pushups, 25 meter sprint back, um, or pull-ups and sprint back or whatever the case may have been, but it was 30 seconds worth of work so that when you went to grab the handgun, in theory, you were, you were a little bit out of breath or whatever, trying to catch your breath, your heart rate was elevated Maybe if you were doing kettlebell stuff, your hand, your grip was a little bit cooked, so you're, you know, you know, having to hold onto the gun, focus on what you're doing, etc., and push through. Um, if, if you've never done an every minute on the minute, that's half work. That's 30 seconds worth of work. Um, if it's not, if it doesn't gas you, then you're not going hard enough or heavy enough or both. Um, so keep that in mind. If this is something that you like, what we're about to explain to you and what we got out of it, and you want to take it to your friends or take it to your own range or do it as a dry fire or whatever, um, do understand that the point of this is around the 10th round, you should be going, wow, this kind of sucks. And hopefully at that point you can crawl into your happy place mentally, wherever that might be, suck it up and finish off the back half of the workout. Um, and if you're doing kettlebells and stuff like that, or you're doing push-ups or whatever, by the end of it, if you're on gravel or you're on whatever, you're, you know, you, you might be bleeding or unhappy a little bit. It's okay. It's only 20 minutes. You'll live. I promise. Yeah. Yep. So. Uh, with the, the cult, the malfunction shooting part, the other, the second 30 seconds of this. Yeah. Uh, the, each station or each shooter had a partner whose job was to set up some kind of problem with their gun. Um, be that a um, failure to extract slash double feed situation, um, stovepipe, maybe they had a dud round in the magazine uh, or a dud round in the chamber. Um, the gun got put back in the holster. Uh, we were doing this off of barrels, uh, so it wasn't a it wasn't a draw from the holster no type draw of activity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
could have been, you know, a magazine wasn't properly inserted. Um, chamber got, you know, the round in the chamber was removed, the magazine put in. Uh, but the, the shooter needed to turn around um, and engage a quarter size. It's about, what, 12 by 12 by 18, 16, I think. 12 by 18. I think, I think 12 by 18, 10 12 by 16. 18, something like that. Yeah. Um, piece of steel at 15 yards um, with the understanding that every miss was an extra rep on the, um, on the workout side. Yeah. So we use kind of call it biathlon scoring or penalties um, with extra work that needed to be done. Yeah. And, the, you know, the, again, the gist of it, guys, was, you know, to get your heart rate up. Um, the reason specifically for kettlebells and, and why I will say that, that if you have the capability, i.e. you don't have any injuries and you can run a kettlebell doing swings or doing snatches or doing hand-to-hands or slingshots, um, is, is honestly, I think probably one of the best ways you can do this with the possible exception of maybe pull-ups or yeah. toes to bars or something like that. If you've got that kind of equipment available to you on your range or at your facility where you can dry fire, um, because it smokes your grip, um, doing kettlebell stuff, you know, maybe not 35s, but you, you know, 35s, 44s, 53s, when you start getting into real weight kettlebells, not the little 15 and 25 pound ones and stuff like that. Um, it, it really, it gets your grip stressed out, tired out, etc. worked out. And so if you can find a way to do that and kettlebells just happen to be a great way to do that, if you don't have any injuries, also assuming that you understand proper technique, yeah. running through an EMOM of anywhere from, you know, 12 to 20 reps with kettlebells. If you don't have good form, you will injure yourself. So if, you know, if you need to go seek training for that first, do that as well. Um, you know, there are some places you can go online. There's some dudes you can look up who do a ton of kettlebell stuff. Um, Nate and Pavel and some other guys like that, you know, you could literally watch some videos and learn proper technique, um, on how to do kettlebell swings, etc. None of this goofy American CrossFit crap where you're throwing the bell up over your head, yeah. you know, two handed as a swing. So um, honestly, even just doing a, you know, call it 15 seconds out, 15 seconds back of a farmer's carry. Yeah, absolutely. kettlebells would work yeah. really well. Would have been great. Um, yeah, absolutely. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to smoke your grip and fatigue your grip. And that could time. be something you could do if you don't have kettlebells, but maybe you have steel plates or you have something relatively heavy that you've got to hold on to to walk with. Um, you know, definitely a great way to go. Honestly, um, about an eight foot long two by eight in each yeah. hand because you've got to pinch it to hold it would stress your grip out enough. But the point being... Um, not, not only were we trying to have you get your heart rate up, you know, smoke your grip a little bit and then solve a problem and then still be able to shoot the gun on top of all that. Um, doesn't sound like a real big deal until you hit about round 15 and then you're like, wow, okay, this is interesting. So I, I personally thought, I mean, and, 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 you know, I am the prototypical fat old sweaty guy. Um, I broke a sweat. I was, I was drenched. Uh, I also, um, other than a couple of brain cramp misses up front, um, you know, the, it, the rest of it was just focus was just yeah, really too. bearing down and doing what you needed to do. And like you, like we were talking about finding your happy place in the middle of a little bit of misery. So yeah, for this, for, for this particular night, the shooting was the easy part. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I will say that, you know, I noticed that a couple guys right off the bat struggled to get the gun on target, even at 15 yards on a decent sized target. And I do think that was just, it would, they were, they were thrown in the deep end of a pool they'd not been in. And everybody sorted that out pretty daggone quickly. And from there on out, there weren't, there were, the misses were very few and far between, as I thought they well should have been. Yeah. But even once, like I said, once your grip was smoked, that was something I felt I really had to work on. And I saw a lot of guys, you know, getting the gun out, you know, picking the gun up, clearing, you know, doing whatever, getting a click, getting a whatever, clearing the malfunction, firing a couple rounds. And, and guys, what we did 
this was at 20 rounds of, of this workout, it was five shots per minute. So, so you had to, so it wasn't like it was just, you know, you got the gun working and made one hit. You needed to get five shots off. So that was enough that in between messing with the malfunction and having your, your grip smoked and everything else that you had to stay on the gun. And I saw a number of guys taking two or three shots, literally having to readjust their grip to keep a hold of the gun due to, you know, sweaty, bloody, muddy, etc., and and just grip smoked. I thought that was probably one of the biggest takeaways too, was grip strength matters. So Yeah, grip strength matters. Also being able to control your breathing yeah. really matters. Um being able to breathe while you're shooting because your rest time in this particular exercise was well, while you were yeah, shooting. While you were under the gun, yeah. So if you're your typical, you know, aiming and I'm holding my breath so I don't move, uh, you were in for a wild ride if that was your technique. Yeah, and I would also say that 15 yards on that size target, the the necessity of getting that like uh, breathe out a half a breath and hold your breath and squeeze the trigger at, at these at 15 yards on a on a quarter size steel silhouette. You, you, there's a lot of forgiveness in your sight alignment. There's, there's a fair amount of forgiveness in your trigger control. As long as you can hang onto the gun and not rush anything, it wasn't a big deal, but it was fun to watch and it was fun to do. It was, it was a yeah. challenge, but it wasn't anything insurmountable by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed the workout aspect of it because I skipped Monday's workout anyway. Um, so it was good to go get a workout in, but it was also, I, I, I found some interesting challenges in this. That were that was pretty good stuff. Yeah. So, um, guys, one of the things you probably want to drill before you go out and do this, um, you know, we talked a little bit about the safety aspects of working with with free weights, whether that's kettlebells or something else, you know, being squared away there. Um, the other thing I would tell you that is worthwhile to review are malfunction clearance procedures, um, immediate action, immediate action drills. What you know, what you would call a tap rack assess or tap rack bang or tap rack, whatever you want to call it, where you get a click but no bang. You want to confirm the mag's inserted in the gun. You want to rip the top off the gun to clear whatever's in it, and then get back on target. And if you need to shoot, address the target. Um, if you have an immediate action where you've got a dead trigger type situation, locking that slide to the rear, stripping the magazine out of the gun. Um, if you only have that mag, then getting that mag to where it works and hoping that it's not a mag issue and it does actually work. Um, if you only have that mag, then suck it up and make it work. Um, if you have a second mag, you might, you might jettison the one that was in the gun and just go straight to that second mag. Hopefully it functions better and hopefully the mag's not the problem, but if it is, that should solve it. Um, but you know, so lock the gun open, strip the mag, rack, 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 reload and go on. Um, and then, and then the addition to that, this was in daylight. Uh, these were big boy rules. So if you saw a stovepipe, you know, flick it out of the chamber, you know, flick it out the top of the, the, you know, the ejection port and go on, um, you know, but don't create another malfunction doing that, you know, kind of thing where if you could see that, okay, um, I picked the gun up, I racked, locked it open, got the mag out and I can visually see as I'm handling the gun that it's clear and everything's fallen out of it, then load the gun and go on. That's cool. Um, but you know, one of the things that like Clint Smith at Thunder Ranch preaches is that he's he's never seen a gun that was racked three times that wasn't legitimately cleared or empty. Um, that wasn't catastroph that hadn't catastrophically right. failed, um, you know, kind of mentality. So, you know, that's that's so practice that immediate action and then that remedial action drills so that as you go into this, you're being smooth and methodical about your process. Uh, one of the gentlemen that we shoot with. Um, he had brought up under a rifle training night that was somewhat similar where you're presented with just rifle malfunction after rifle malfunction after rifle malfunction after rifle malfunction for literally 10 minutes straight was that if you worked the system um, rather than trying to cheat it and, and work ahead of things that you were way better off to just work the system and get the gun back in the game 
and, and where that becomes critical, um, it becomes a diminished eyesight environment. Maybe, you know, again, sweaty, bloody, muddy, you've got stuff in your eyes, you're smoked or whatever, you're exhausted. Maybe it's dark. Yeah. Maybe you're inside a building. Maybe it's nighttime, whatever. Maybe your glasses are completely Maybe your glasses are completely up. fogged up. Um, you know, we had a lot of that happen. Um, you know, uh, but along with that, just the idea of working the system with a handgun is probably a little bit easier than with a long gun. But that mentality of just working your way through it. Uh, one of one of our, our guys that was out with us, um, he he's a professional end user, and the couple of the guys that were observing him do this were like, um, literally just a machine, literally just methodical. Um, smooth and almost to the point where you know when somebody's really good at something they make it look easy they make it look like they're not trying hard uh, like that kind of stuff having done some reps for immediate action and remedial action before you go and do this would have been a really good idea from a safety perspective and then also from a keep your mind right and work the system yeah you know work your procedures yeah i see the other big thing with you know just work the system for malfunctions is that you're not trying to re-engineer solutions yes when your mind is thinking about other things like i want oxygen or i want more (laughs) oxygen there's no oxygen here where did the oxygen go so yeah so absolutely oh yeah and it it, honestly it removes a lot of wasted effort a lot of wasted movement yeah um you know in this case you know we had guys had basically 30 seconds to fix a pistol malfunction that should take less than five seconds and then make, you know, five hits on a steel target. Um, but there were a number of guys that either ran out of time or like they were, they're putting the gun back down on the table and having to turn around and do work again. Yeah. And, uh, and, and one thing I will say is you're, if you're going through this and you say you started off with a, um, you know, with a kettlebell doing X number of whatever movement, um, if you find yourself going past 30 seconds worth of work, the point here is not to run you in the ground um, from a perspective of, you know, the, the, the buds, it pays to be a winner. And if you don't win, we're going to grind you into the ground and try and make you ring out. That's not it. It's to do 30 seconds of hard work and then go make the gun work um, in between. So if you find yourself running over your 30 seconds of work, make sure that your timer or whatever system or your buddy you're using is telling you, hey, that's 30 seconds, get on the gun. Because it's, it's also about making the gun work, not just about doing a workout. Yeah. Um, you know, so do that 30 seconds worth of work, then get on the gun and get your rest on the gun like Brian was saying. The other thing I'll point out in this too, transitions matter. This is no different than a workout or no different than a training evolution with the gun where going from the, the physical work to the gun should be something you move like it's important because taking your time, you're just sucking up time. And, and it's not doing you any good. So maintain that discipline, find the motivation to be disciplined, to move quickly from, hey, your 30 seconds of work is up. Now it's time to get on the gun. Get on the gun quick, solve the problem, take your breaths at the end, not in transition. Yeah. It will serve you well, trust me. So um, what, what are the takeaways? There are some other takeaways on this. Uh, we're back to sweaty hands and sweaty grip. Um, people have to fight through that. Uh, the yeah. breathing was something we talked about. Um, you know, grip strength is something we talked about. Again, kettlebells, deadlifts, moving heavy stuff around, farmers carries, etc. Working with your hands to develop that grip strength, um, and then general—I think general fitness. We had some guys general who had some injuries. Absolutely huge. Yeah, yeah. We had some guys who had some injuries, and then we had some guys who just—they don't do cardio. They don't work out on any kind of a regular basis. And this, you know, we had a couple of guys who everybody fought through it. It was pretty cool because nobody, nobody got the corner of their man card clipped. Everybody pushed yeah. through this, even if they were out of their depth. 
they kept swimming. Um, so that, that it was pretty awesome. I like I said, I really, I really enjoyed this. This is another cool thing we've done here recently. So yeah, as far as like the general fitness part goes, you know, being what Kelly Starrett calls the supple leopard. Yep. So be able to go and do, you know, some, some amount of physical work basically with no warm up. Um, just like now you're in it. So yeah. get it done. Yeah. Um, and being able to do things, um, do things with a, you know, a good range of motion, um, you know, be able to transition, you know, from doing, you know, big range of motion, you know, physical stuff to then, you know, oh, I need to do fine muscle motor control things. Yeah. And, you know, the, the precision accuracy component of shooting, um, even when your heart rate's north of, call it 150 or 160 beats a minute. Yeah. Uh, is very important, you know, lest you find yourself in a, you know, very high, high threat high stress, the world is coming to an end type environment, like uh, maybe like a, parts of Wisconsin. Like a fight, well, or just like your Mark One Mod Zero mugging, yeah. you know, fist fight, gun fight, whatever, is, you know, your heart rate's going to be elevated, whether you've done any work or not, it's called adrenaline, it's an amazing thing, use it, um, but also understand that you can do a lot of fairly fine motor skill kind of things under that kind of duress if you practiced a fair amount, um, and that's all this was, was just trying to substitute the adrenaline dump, which you really can't do but trying to substitute one stressor for another because we can create one of them. It's really hard to create the other. Right. So, you know, we were definitely doing that. Um, guys, another thing we'll point out too, we talk about the fitness aspect of this, um, understanding that this is, you know, me slinging mud, pot calling the kettle black. I'm not exactly svelte, um, but I can do some work. Um, hand, you know, hand me a shovel, hand me a hammer, um, you know, or hand me a kettlebell. Um, and, and I'm not saying there's not guys out there that can't keep up with me, but I'm just saying I might surprise you. Um, you know, it, it, the, the, I think it was Jack LaLanne was one of the old fitness gurus from back in the day. Like, you know, one of the Joe Weider, LaLanne kind of guys, he probably even predated Joe Weider. And he was on a late night TV show talking about fitness and he, he stands up and does a bunch of deep knee bends, you know, and, and somebody, and he says, you know, I do a hundred deep knee bends before I go to bed every night. And the host is like, well, you know, why do you do that? And he said, so I can do them tomorrow. Fitness is not about going out and doing, you know, marathons every day. It's about doing a little bit of work. If you, you know, spend, you know, literally 20 to 30 minutes a few times a week probably will allow you to spend 20 or 30 minutes two or three times a week forevermore. Yeah. So, you know, get out and do a little bit. I don't care if it's going for a walk. I don't care if it's carrying something heavy around. I don't care if it's walking up and down steps, you know, or going to the gym and doing some kind of, you know, you know, managed workout too. That's fine too. But, you know, doing something a few days a week will make it easier to do something a few days a week. And then when you actually have to do some work for a short period of time, it won't be foreign to you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing I would say, if you are broken um, to where you've got you know, knees, shoulders, elbows, etc., um, it might be time to think about you know, not buying that next gun or two. And yes, we are a gun store and we're going to tell you this. Yeah. You know, take that money, put it towards whatever your copayment is or whatever and get that shit fixed. Yep, absolutely. And, and as somebody who's definitely guilty of that, you know, I mean, I've been through a number of knee surgeries. Um, you know, I'm, I'm staring down the barrel of a rotator cuff surgery that I'm, I'm putting off, but I'm putting it off by doing work, by doing PT and, and working out. Um, you know, if, if there's something that's, that's not letting you do what you want to do, um, I mean, again, this is pot calling the kettle black because I feel like I've, I'm injured one way or another all the time because I'm stupid. Um, or refuse to back off of things maybe a little bit. Um, but, you know, get, you know, figure that out. If, you, if, you, if it's something that you need medical interve intervention, get the medical intervention if you can, for sure, if yeah. you can. So, yeah. 
Yep, yep, yep. Um, you know, if not, you know, try to if you can do it with PT or physical therapy, you know, get those issues resolved, remediated. Um, because not being able to get you know get up, get down, get over, um, scramble around, sprint, um, etc. You know, in a in an, an extremist situation or you know an end of the world type situation, like your body, your combat chassis, yeah, uh, is. You know, your primary weapon, everything else is just a tool. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So, cool. Um, guys, like I said, if you can, you know, if you've got a facility where you can safely mix up, um, you know, a workout and live fire, uh, please, 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 please avail yourself of that opportunity. Um, if you do not have a facility that allows that, uh, there are still options like working out with dry fire. Um, there are still options like working out with airsoft and actually shooting a target if you need that visual feedback. Um, you know, those kinds of things are out there for you and it, you know, and if you want to compress this into something that's maybe not 20 minutes long, um, you know, we do, you know, one of the things that we do is the 30 rounds, 30 could be 30 dry fires, but you take a lunge, pull the trigger, come back up, lunge yeah. with the other leg, pull the trigger, come back up, lunge with the other leg. There's some things like that you can do that, you know, you can do an EMOM like this, or you can do the lunge steps like that, or you can do any manner of workout. Um, and interspersed dry fire with it. Um, there's a lot of different ways to do this. This was a smoker and this was fun. And I will say that the putting 20 minutes of it together, I think was a big challenge for your grip if you were using weights. And yeah. it was, you know, again, I'll say that if you can implement that part of it, stressing, wearing your grip out, fatiguing your grip was freaking awesome. Yeah, one of the, for me, one of the big takeaways, and having done this a number of times over the years, dry fire, um, is it forces your brain to tell your hands to grip harder. Yeah. Uh, especially as time goes on. Yeah. Uh, so then when you do pick up a pistol when you need it, um, you're you're conditioned to apply that maximum grip um, right from the get-go. Yeah. And you really can't, I don't think you can build that neurological kind of overdrive without having done the fatigue work ahead of time. Yeah. I think your body almost needs to say, your body almost needs to understand why it's adapting to it. Yeah. You know, you know, mentally, physically, that interface needs to say, oh, this is why I need to squeeze the crap out of the gun. Um, I, I, I have to imagine this is going to change how people's bodies react to stress when they grab the gun the next time because now they've done it once. So there's that neurological pathway being created. Yep. Yeah. You know, along and the other, you know, for me, too, the, the big takeaway is managing your breathing, uh, being yep. able to keep breathing while you're shooting, uh, which one keeps you calmer Two keeps you from getting further down the oxygen deprivation rabbit hole. Absolutely. And, and your body understands on, on a, on a, uh, I would say intrinsic or, or instinctual level, you all these reactions to, I need more air. Oh my God, I'm dying. I need to, I'm breathing harder. I'm breathing faster are all chemical responses to what's going on within your body. When you start depleting oxygen, um, out of your lungs and out of your muscle tissue, et cetera, as the blood comes back into the rest of your body and your brain, it's, it's, it has less oxygen in it and your body is screaming at you to get more there. Listen to it. Take deep breaths. And I've, all, I've, I've always found that trying to suck in a lot of air, honestly, is a whole lot more work than trying to blow out all the CO2 in your lungs. And, and I've found that, you know, some of the combat breathing stuff where you blow out a few times real hard and then breathe deep a few times real hard to be much more effective. Um, and from a body position standpoint, too, um, you're, you know, I'm sure you had a high school football coach or somebody out there who would tell you after a set of sprints, when everybody's bent over sucking wind to stand up and put your arms over your head, open up your rib cage, 
um, bending over and, and, and huffing and wheezing um, is probably one of the worst things you can do. You know, open up those ribs, open up those lungs, get your arms over your head, stand up straight, blow out some air and suck in a bunch of air. Um, you know, some combat breathing. And there's some, you can Google combat breathing. There's some, some quick little exercises you can do um, that maybe should be something that you're built into your, your fast, your fight, assess, scan, top off kind of deal, um, you know, as part of every drill. So. Yeah. Uh, all that being said, too, if you have um, severe, you know, cardiovascular issues, um, you know, things like that, consult with your doctor before you try this. Uh, we probably should have said that at the beginning yeah. of the podcast. Yeah, whatever. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then also, you know, do seek good technique, um, especially when you're playing with kettlebells. Um, yep. It's easy to do the wrong thing and end up with some kind of, like, soft tissue or tendon and ligament yep. type injury. Yep, technique oh. matters. So go, you know, go seek a professional or, or go do, you know, whatever you do, it is, whatever it is you do to educate yourself, go do that first. Um, and if this is the kind of thing where sending your heart rate soaring, like Brian said, puts you, you know, in a stressed out position that your doctor may not be happy with, you probably already know this. So consult your doctor first. So, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, be intelligent. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else? I don't think so. Good stuff. Go, go, go do work and mix it with shooting. Not a new idea. Um, lots of people have been doing it for a long time, but you know, go, go out and do it. We we haven't done as much of it here recently as I would like, and I like so I really enjoyed it. So good stuff. Yeah. Uh, on that note, to keep up with our, you know, uh, comings, goings, things we're getting into the store like guns, we've actually gotten some guns in recently. Um, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can search for us at Cap City Outfitters. Um, we're on there as long as they let us stick around. Uh, as we get things in, we're posting them up there. Uh, if it's something that you must have, please feel free to give us a call. We can take a deposit over the phone with a credit card. Uh, visit us on the web, capcityoffers.com. Lots of good information on our website, like how to do an FFL transfer and also how to buy a suppressor through our storefront on silencershop.com. Uh, we do an email newsletter once a week. You can sign up for that on our website. Or drop us an email at info at capcityoutfitters.com and we will happily add you to the newsletter list. And lastly, we look forward to seeing you in the store. Uh, we're in Hilliard, Ohio, uh, 4465 Cemetery Road, right in front of the Aldi's and next to Louie's Fusion Grill. Mm -mm, uh, yeah, we man. are running uh, COVID-related hours due to the tyrannical decrees of Mini Mike. Uh, so we are open 10 to 5 Tuesday through Saturday. Uh, we are also limiting it to four customers in the store at a time so everyone can properly social distance. Uh, again, due to the tyrannical decrees of Mini Mike. Uh, yeah, stop in and see us. We look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, guys.